um, fluorescently. And when a neuron fires, uh, the level of calcium inside the neuron increases. And so this means we can directly visualize neural activity in the zebrafish brain by putting it under a microscope and looking at changes in fluorescence levels. So that's a readout of neural activity. So in other words, we can take a very young zebrafish while its brain's just forming, you know, equivalent to very, very early stages of human brain and we can see how the firing of these neurons is starting to emerge and how it's starting to represent information about the world. So we record both spontaneous activity when there's no stimuli and also activity in response to uh, visual stimuli. We present uh, simple visual stimuli to the fish and look at how the brain um, starts to form representations such that the fish can understand what those patterns of visual stimulation mean. Now, now I'm just saying, sorry, Matt, I, I, just quickly, the, but with that, by the fluorescence, you're able to look at almost individual neuron functioning as different from the, the lighting up that we do with fMRIs, which is really quite club-fisted and grouped. That's a very good point, yes. Yeah, so, so one of the fan, fantastic advantages of the system is that we can look at these patterns at the level of single neurons, so we can easily distinguish wow. single neurons. So in, in something like fMRI, you're averaging over the activity of millions of neurons. Mm. And obviously that can answer some kinds of questions, but um, obviously the system like the zebrafish where you can look at the activity of individual neurons, but many of them at the same time, uh, allows you to ask different kinds of questions. Yeah. Now I've been in the lab and I've seen um, some images of of these neurons firing up and, and it's quite amazing. We might point our listeners to a little bit of a video clip of that so they can actually see um, what you're seeing. And it's a, and it's kind of like what you would imagine when if you could look at, look into a brain and, and see each of the neurons sort of firing, which actually you, it doesn't really look like that, does it, in reality? Well, you can't. I mean, you can't see anything normally looking at the no. brain. These have been right. specially, um, you know, specially manip uh, manipulated genetically, so that um, that's right. So that so that they can do this, and and this this idea of genetic manipulation in these small uh, areas. I know, I know, as I'm reading, certainly we have mice, uh, which is looking at larger larger beings, but this the zebrafish and the little roundworm, the Canohabditis uh, elegans. That's that's kind of are really interesting because we're able to get down to this very thing of single neurons, uh, single gene behaviours, and uh, uh, and that's really cool. Yes, and so one of the so with the worm, um, the C. elegans has exactly three hundred two neurons. So two, two wow! Um, uh, you have about a hundred billion, right? And even with just 302, we still don't fully understand how its nervous system works and how it uh, senses the environment and controls behavior. And so, obviously, the, the, the research program, the overall research program idea is if you can understand, you know, to understand a very complicated system with 100 billion neurons, it might help to understand a much simpler um, system with 302 neurons. So yeah. even though, obviously, worms do things which are very different from humans, hmm. Um, if you can't understand that system with 300 neurons, then 